This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTAKE30. That's RNRTAKE30 at TaskinSF.com. Next up on an all-new Rick and Rick. I thought Hike Ad Bowl 2023 is now in the history books. And we're here with your official play-by-play on all the touchdowns, fumbles, and incomplete passes. And all the block kicks, pump fakes, blitzes, and Hail Marys. In a Super Bowl 57 size edition of Rick and Rick Loaded Questions. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody's a first-round NFL draft Rick. And everybody rules the world. You heard it right, folks. Rick and Rick are up. Reporting for duty on advertising's biggest day of the year. This is Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by the Patrick to my Mahomes, the Jalen to my Hurst, the Jalapeno to my Poppers, which isn't at all like I meant it to sound, Rick Wooten. How you doing, Rick? <laughs> Hey, happy Super Bowl Sunday, my friend. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. You know, it's funny because I have been so busy today that I've only caught little snippets of the game and it actually looked like for once it was actually a suspenseful game. Yeah, you know, this is definitely a nail biter. The scores were tied almost all the way through the game, just super close all the way up to the end. Yeah, that's the best. Well, it is Super Bowl Sunday as we record this episode and we do want to extend a super thank you for tuning in to our version of a nail biting post game analysis. As in Ad Bowl's past, we're celebrating with a pigskin edition of Rick and Rick's Loaded Questions, our multiple choice quiz game that you can play from home or wherever you enjoy this podcast. And by pigskin, we actually mean stuffed potato skins, of course, because hey, it's the Super Bowl. That's right. So with that, Raguden, are you ready for Rick Off? I am ready. All right. Question one. With inflation running rampant these days, the cost of running 30 seconds of advertising airtime during Super Bowl 57 average Averaged A, $7 million, B, $7.2 million, C, $5.3 million, or D, three Rick and Rick Pez dispensers and a Pepsi Zero Sugar. <laughs> 30 seconds of airtime during this year's Super Bowl will sell you back how much? $7 million. I feel like I do the Austin Powers. $7 million. <laughs> yeah, it's Dr. Evil. You are correct. Answer is A. According to Variety, advertisers shelled out an average of $7 million for 30 seconds of airtime. That's apparently up 500000 from last year's game, coming off to something like $233,330 per second to air Ben Affleck working a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, and that's not including the cost of actually producing that spot and paying Ben Affleck for his time. That's awesome. Hey, I got one for you. Hit me. What, what was talked about today as something else that you could buy for $7 million? You know, for $7 million, I'm hoping I can at least get a Jeep 4 by e Yeah, that's right. Well, apparently, there is a, uh, a castle for sale in northern Idaho, and it is for sale for, as you guessed it, $7 million. Jeez. This was kind of going around on the news a little bit today. They were like, you know, the Super Bowl ads are $7 million. What else can you get for $7 million? So they're showing a few of these. And I mean, this is a legit castle with, you know, towers and guest houses, all kinds of stuff on this property uh, right on the water. It's absolutely gorgeous. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that's what you can get for $7 million. You can buy a castle or you could go ahead and run an ad. Jeez. Now, which would you do? You know, that's pretty tough. I think I'd buy the castle. It looks pretty cool. I think I probably would too. Come on, it has a 45 foot 
bell tower. Come on. I want to like be Quasimodo and be ringing the bell. Totally. All right. My question for you. For Gen X, it was hip to be square. But in a commercial called Try Another Angle, Gen Z rapper Jack Harlow, Gen Xer Missy Elliott, and baby boomer Elton John try to spark a global triangle fad to promote A, weed, B, bacon cheddar cheese whiz, C, avocados from Switzerland, or D, Doritos sweetened tangy barbecue chips. Jack Harlow, Missy Elliott, and Elton John try to spark triangle mania to promote what? You know, I saw this one too. So it is the Doritos barbecue flavor. You are correct. In a spot from San Francisco-based Goodby Silverstein and Partners, Doritos has run this spot to promote Doritos sweetened tangy barbecue chips. So in a statement, Doritos announced that it selected Angie Yadow Pavad, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, from Hawaii through its TikTok challenge, Doritos Triangle Tryout, to appear in the spot as well well. With the help of TikTok sensation Vibin' with Tay, in just three days, more than one million videos were submitted to the contest, making it Doritos' most successful TikTok activation to date. Fantastic. You know, the, the ad itself was was kind of fun. I mean, it definitely gave me a little bit of Clockwork Orange vibes to it, but <laughs> outside of that, I thought it was uh, I thought it was creative and, and, you know, one of the more fun ones I saw. Yeah. Alright, <clears throat> next question. In one Super Bowl spot, SNL icon Maya Rudolph attempts to replace M&M candies with A... Downy Unstoppables, B, Skechers Slip-Ins, C, Chocolate Clam Bites, or D, Woke Chocolate Spokes Candies. In a spot where whatever they're smoking is way better than whatever it is they're selling, Maya Rudolph <laughs> attempts to replace M&M Candies with what? Uh, I'm going to guess it was the Woke Candies. I mean, I really don't know. Almost. So the answer is C. So in a spot from BBDO North America, we finally see why suddenly last week M&Ms announced that the brand would drop the Woke Spokes Candies that had become so controversial to somebody somewhere last year. It was, as the New York Times reports, just a ploy to trinjack the Super Bowl by creating a hubbub only to run a press conference-style spot following the game to announce that, much as you may have been hankering for bite-sized candies filled with chewy, chunky clams, you will not be getting those because the M&M spokes candies are back. You know, and and I have to just say that to me, this, this one was kind of a flop. Totally. It didn't work for me. Yeah, and like I said, said whatever they were smoking while they were making this spot was way more interesting than the spot itself. So better luck next time, M&Ms. All right, next question. While they're tearing through vulnerable animal habitats at 50 miles per hour, Jeep 4xe owners can rest easy knowing that their vehicles are A, electric for guilt-free off-roading, B, a hit with booga booga looing party animals everywhere. C. They won't spew carbon while they're crawling through the Duncan drive through lane. Or D. All of the above. Oh, I know it's A for sure, but why don't we go with D? Yeah, no, it could have been. I, you know, I'm going to give that to you. Chicago-based agency High Dive created this spot. Now, this agency had created Jeep's 2020 Groundhog Day Super Bowl spot starring Bill Murray, which, of course, you remember, right? Yeah. Well, that spot won USA Today's ad meter, but I'm not sure this one's going to do that. All I kept thinking is that the elephants doing the moonwalk isn't going to end well. I know. You know, I, I maybe they're trying to change their demographic. I don't know. I just didn't quite get it. Now, that said, I mean, I've, I've thought about trading in my Jeep for one of the four by E. So it's actually a cool vehicle. Totally. It's just a really lame commercial. 
All right, next question. If anything brings the feels to Super Bowl spots, it's animals, yes, but puppies and kids for sure. With that in mind, direct-to-consumer dog food brand The Farmer's Dog has a new spot called Forever, which showcases A, Ben Affleck working the pet food aisle, B, (laughs) the life and times of a chocolate lab and her person, C, the retirement home for the Budweiser Clydesdales, or D, Jack Harlow pitching triangle-shaped Labrador ears. In a Super Bowl spot titled Forever, direct-to-consumer dog food brand, The Farmer's Dog, has surely put itself on the map by showcasing what? It was definitely B, it was the life of a dog. Yes, the life and times of a chocolate lab from Puppy to Medicare Plus in a tearjerker produced by Sanctuary Content and set to forever by Lee Fields. Touchdown to all involved. I I thought this was a great spot. Yeah, this was definitely the, I I watched uh, a lot of the ads and I would have to say this is the one that definitely hit the feels the most for me. Yeah, and if you're this brand, I had never heard of this brand. I'm betting you hadn't, had you? Yeah, so it's going to be the talk of the next week. So uh, they definitely got a lift. Yeah, it always trips me out when small companies like this, or at least companies that I'm unaware of, go big and go with a $7 million Super Bowl ad. Yeah, that is shooting your shot for sure. But literally, it's not an accident, but it was organic, right? They were using puppies, but it's a dog food brand, so it's okay. And they hit all the right notes with it. This is true. Actually, I I, I think that's a really good point. If you're going to do an ad, you're going to take a big risk like this. They actually did a very good ad for it. I, I think people will remember this ad. Yep. Every year, one of the things we look forward to is the halftime show. But this year, the sponsor isn't exactly who we thought it was. Do you know who the sponsor is? Was it A, Pepsi, B, Cisco, C, Apple, or D, Rick and Rick Rule the World? I want to say it could be Apple. It seems very Apple, but I'm going to guess, sure, I'm going to be wrong here. Probably is Apple, but I'm going to say Cisco. You should have stuck with your intuition there. It was Apple. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is this is the first Super Bowl in quite some time that uh, Pepsi has not sponsored it. It's usually them. Yeah. Uh, and this time, Apple stepped up and they actually sponsored it, which is crazy. We'll continue our Super Bowl edition of Loaded Questions after this short break. This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTAKE30. That's R&R-TAKE30 at TaskinSF.com. And we are back. Rick and Rick rule the world with Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. And our Super Bowl edition of Loaded Questions continues. All right, next question. The Servant Christian Foundation delivered the good news through a pair of in-game spots featuring A, a tirade against woke spokes candies, B, the new season of the 700 Club Bel Air, C, a Jesus rebranding campaign about being childlike and loving your enemies, or D, Jack Harlow pitching the Holy Trinity. The Servant Christian Foundation ran a pair of spots featuring what? You know, I, I think you kind of gave me an easy one on this one. I definitely see. Yes, you are correct. The answer is C. As Ad Age reports, the campaign called He Gets Us comes from a cross-cultural agency called Lerma and a marketing firm called Haven and is billed as a, quote, Jesus rebranding campaign. One of the spots is called Be Childlike, and it features black and white images of kids hugging, laughing, and cooperating to the tune of Patsy Cline singing If I Could See the World. An on-screen copy delivers a refreshing message. Quote, Jesus didn't want us to act like adults, followed by the He Gets 
gets his tagline. The second ad, called Love Your Enemies, takes the opposite angle by showing us intolerant adults attacking one another for their beliefs, their politics, their color, their heritage, their sexuality, their orientation, whatever, set to human from Rag and Bone Man. On-screen copy in that spot reads, Jesus loved the people we hate. I would personally prefer the present tense there, Rick. I think it should have said Jesus loves the people we hate, but it's a small knit to a timely and impressively inclusive spot. I also don't think Jesus needs a rebranding, but I suspect that that was a line designed to get you and me and the industry press's attention, not anybody else's. So uh, I thought these were good spots. Yeah, no, actually, it sounds uh, it sounds like it was pretty good. I, I think this is another one that I missed. I don't remember this one. They were completely even-handed. I will confess to say that I like to think, you know, if you think that's woke, just what do you see, Jesus? <laughs> But he gets us, or this campaign widely sidesteps that kind of obnoxious self-righteousness to point out that we all err when we do anything but treat each other exactly as we'd want to be treated if we shared that other person's worldview. And that, of course, was something Jesus could not have been more clear about and that we all fail to follow all too often. That's awesome. They get... All right, next question. In a pair of in-game spots, Steve Martin and Ben Steller offer a masterclass in acting to promote A, TurboTax, B, Coinbase, C, fixing your pics with Google Pixel, or D, Pepsi Zero Sugar. Zoolander and that wild and crazy guy give us a masterclass in acting to promote what? It was definitely Pepsi Zero. You are correct. Answer is D. Ben Steller and Steve Martin promote the new improved taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar in a pair of spots that are really, really good. Or am I just acting? (laughs) That was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, I thought these spots were just okay. Honestly, I enjoyed them. Went a little too long. And you almost felt like, okay, is it really better tasting? I was doubting the pitch. Exactly. Exactly. That was the worst part about it when I when I finished the commercial. It was like, so are they saying don't believe them or believe yeah. them or uncredible? Like, I don't know. I, I, I think it was trying to be a little too clever. I think they almost worked, by the way. I mean, they were, yeah. there was just a little bit of something that was missing, a little je ne sais quoi that it needed to fully work for me. And I don't know what it was, but it was just slightly. Yep, it was this close, but something went wrong. Totally. And they had great talent. There was just yeah. one edit that needs to be made, and I'm not sure what it was. Next question. Speaking of TurboTax, by the way, the tax prep services Super Bowl spot dancer tells you to A, do your taxes like nobody's watching. <laughs> B, don't do your taxes. C, get an EV tax credit courtesy of Netflix. Or D, book a trip somewhere, anywhere on f***ing booking.com. Super Bowl spot from TurboTax tells you what? Don't do your taxes. You're right. In this Super Bowl spot, it's latest Super Bowl spot. They've been just perennial now. TurboTax tells you don't do your taxes. Leave them to the professionals instead. And this is an aside here, Rick. I have to ask. I'm curious if you saw the commercial and had the same reaction. Total different commercial. But in this spot for booking.com, does Melissa McCarthy actually start the commercial by saying fucking booking.com i replayed it a couple of times and it just sounded like she's saying fucking i didn't catch that no you know this is another one of those ones where i wasn't that impressed with it so i kind of glazed over on it yeah okay well that's fair enough i can't argue with that all right next question the cast of breaking bad is back to promote a dunkin donuts b peacock c mr peanut or d popcorners cast of breaking bad is back to 
promote what? I have to say this was one of my favorite commercials, and it was definitely Popcorners. You are correct. Answer is D, Popcorners. The spot is from D3, Frito-Lay's in-house agency, and it is designed to position Popcorners as addictive. From a marketing and positioning standpoint, nailed it, but also it was fun to see the characters sort of talking. You know, it was like a double entendre of drugs based on the show, and they were talking about Popcorners. So, uh, well done. And I, I really liked how they captured those quintessential moments from the show. You know, it's like, say its name, say its name. <laughs> at the end, you know, the one crazy drug lord guy, and he's like, six, no, there needs to be seven. <laughs> they're like, okay, 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 seven. They did <laughs> such an amazing job. Now, you know, I'm saying that they did a, you know, a good job from a marketing standpoint, assuming something about the target audience. I don't know the demographics of that show. I'm not sure it matters, but like you were able to relate back to moments and characters in the show is recruiting the audience for Pop Corners and will you be trying it? You know, I might. I might. I mean, I definitely think I'm the audience and uh, and I think I might try it. Next question. GM has decided they want to go all in on electric and we're seeing a lot of car companies do this now. And so they have decided to enlist an unlikely partner. Is it A, Budweiser, B, Apple, C, Pepsi Zero, or D, Avocados for Mexico? Oh, for fuck's sake. None of those were what I was thinking it was. I saw a commercial where they enlisted Netflix to help them sell it. <laughs> it was Netflix. I totally, I totally added in avocados from Mexico. <laughs> and accidentally edited out Netflix. <laughs> now that is a mind screw. As, as I was reading, I'm like, what? Where's my answer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, listeners, you know, let us know what we got right and what we got wrong here in our review of the Super Bowl spot. I have not looked at USA Today's ad meter yet, so it'll be interesting, Rick, to see who scores best here. I do suspect the farmer's dog will score high. I don't know if it'll be number one, but it could. Until we all meet again here, please stay safe, keep each other safe, and keep on coming back to the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. 